Hello, faders! Thank you for joining us on Got Faded Japan. This podcast was recorded not in 2D, not in 3D, not even in 4D, but in 5B. So please make sure that you have at least five beers with you and enjoy these delicious beverages while you are enjoying our podcast. We highly recommend that you do not operate any heavy equipment nor drive. Or, in fact, actually don't have anything to do with wheels, skateboards, roller skates, anything of the such, please avoid. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Garfitted Japan! Okay, Tom, does it say it's recording in your end? Uh, yes, that it does. Marvelous. Here we go. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I'm your host, Johnny. And I'm your co-host, Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Faded Japan is about one, two, three, three dudes, booze, Japan in the news. Thomas, I'm curious. Do you remember what episode this is? Uh, I do believe it's 585. Impressive. Most impressive. Yes, correct, my friend. It is episode number 585. And faders, we are honored this evening. We are greatly honored because not for the first time, but for the second time, we have the one and the only Alan Dembski on the show. Alan, welcome to Got Fitted Japan. It's a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure, boys. Yeah. Come pie, brothers. Come pie in. Wow. I love it when a guest says come pie. There is no the internet. Yeah, that's a true fader. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. So Johnny's drinking the barrel. I've never seen you drink that before. You know, I was at the local mom and pop shop in my neighborhood and I saw barrel and uh, barrel beer. I haven't seen barrel beer at their place. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I picked it up and um, you know it, the, the flavor is kind of light, but it kind of grows on you too. And it's 6%. So it's not a strong beer, but it's a comfortable light beer with 6%. Most beers in Japan are 5.5%. And um, I kind of dig that 0.5 bonus. Boom. Damn straight. Yeah. Um, Alan, what are you drinking? I got the Canadian club going, uh, going back to the roots. Going back to yep. the roots. Going back to the roots because this bottle is damn cheap in Japan. God yeah. damn. All right. So how much does that bottle cost here? And how much does it cost in Toronto? You're looking at in so like I'll, I'll go in Canadian dollars and, and I'll go in US dollars too. All right. You so might as well like, go in the pesos too. We got a lot of listeners. Yeah, we'll go to the pesos and I'll go to the rupees as well. All right. So <laughs> got 14 Canadian. Yeah, this is about like 10 bucks US. Uh, in Japan, 
in Japan, and then this would be like literally like thirty five bucks US in Canada. Because you're yeah, shitting me. Yeah, acts like a mother. Fuck, dude. How much? How much does a bottle of like a Crown Royale cost over there? It would probably be the same. Oh, really? Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, in some ways, I guess if you want to quit alcohol or if you really want to drink alcohol, you got to pay for it. <laughs> you know, it's like either or. <laughs> you got to pay to play. <laughs> no. you gotta, yeah, you, it's it's the same way Japan does the the trains here. You know, it's like it's like go you know go really big and go till the morning train or seriously go the fuck home mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> maybe maybe that's the the logic we we, we we bought a bottle of like uh crown royale here for like two thousand yen man and it was like it was like you know in like you know it's proper stuff is you know comes in the purple pouch and everything oh no yeah like, I, I couldn't believe that because like that was like that was that was about twenty bucks. That was what I paid back in America like twenty years ago when I was in fucking university. I couldn't believe it. I was like fucking two thousand yen for a good bottle of whiskey like this, and and it got like the purple pouches like you know a souvenir. I was like fuck, dude. Well, I was I was shocked going over the border in in the U.S. and just going to the liquor store. And I'm like, that's why you guys are freaking drunks here no no no, i was just it was shocking like um you know you can't buy beer in a convenience store in canada like except in quebec you know like anything goes in quebec but nice um yeah it was like god damn it god bless the usa like it was it was amazing for new year Actually, in America, we've got the South, and we call that Mexico. So, actually, if you're in California or Texas, yeah. and you go across the border over there, it's even cheaper. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I can't even imagine. They'll, they'll hook you up with a little fucking worm in the bottle of your mezcal, man. I'm <laughs> super drunk. <laughs> that's true. Oh God, I love mezcal. Mezcal and tequila. Yeah. Good mezcal and good tequila. You know, if it costs over like thirty bucks, it's the good stuff, especially there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit will get you fucked up, though, especially the worm, man. You've eaten Damn. the worm? Yeah, why, why, why would I not? It's part of the experience, dude. No, well, you know, I mean, half my family's Mexican, so, yeah, I was told at a young age not to eat the worm. Like, uh, what do they call them, stupido americano, or is that just what they call me? I don't know, probably. But, yeah, they yeah. say, never eat the worm. You'll get AIDS. You'll get worm AIDS. <laughs> No, no, dude, but no, no. It, like, if you have the worm, like, it'll it'll get you like see God levels of drunk. Like, I I did it once because I had a, when I was in university, I had a Mexican roommate who brought back an authentic bottle of mezcal, and we just sat we sat there and just fucking you know drank it together and just fucking killed the bottle together. And then at the end, he's like, "All right, man, we're gonna cut the worm in half." So we had a picture of us with going ah with a worm, you know, half a worm on our tongue. We fucking swallowed that. Then we went to the bar. And I was so fucking wasted that I fell down a flight of stairs. And like everybody was like, holy fuck, are you all right? I was mad wasted. I jumped up and I was like, yeah, man, I'm fucking great. Let's fucking keep this party going all night wrong. Dude, that's and then the next day, the family guy. Yeah, I, I did. I'm, I'm getting that. I did. I did that. I, I The next day, I woke up with a horrible fucking hangover and I was beat to shit. And I was like, I woke up. I was like, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. And I was asking everybody, it's like, man, what the fuck happened? Did I, did I get into a fight last night or something? They're like, no, you no, got dude. drunk and you bit off your dick, dude. And you thought it was a worm. 
no, no, no. They're like, no, dude, you got drunk and you fell down a flight of stairs and you literally did not give a shit. You jumped back yeah. up and said, let's fucking keep partying and do more shots. You raped I was like, before. No, yeah. And like, yeah, suffice to say, like, I only, I, suffice to say, drinking the worm, I only did it like two or three more times after that. So I learned my lesson eventually. I'm so glad I never ate the worm now. For a second, I was jealous when you said that you talked to God. I was like, oh, dude, I dropped the ball. But now I'm like, I didn't say, I didn't say talk to God. I said, see God. For talk to God, you drink absinthe. <laughs> okay, touche. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, speaking of talking to God, Alan, got a new CD here and we'd love to hear all yeah. about it. But before we hear this, before we talk about the CD, um, you were on the show about 80 episodes ago. And yeah. um, I think, I mean, since then we've had so many new faders. And so what I want to do is I want to learn about your music history, like how you got into music in Canada and then how you wound up touring all over Europe and all that stuff. So if you could break that down in like maybe um, an elevator pitch and then we can get into your CD, that would be awesome. Just like Sure, a sure. Sure, yeah. So played a lot in Canada, toured all over uh yeah, toured, ac toured across the country and the northeast of the U.S., like, you know, playing bass in uh, the U.S., in uh, New York, Boston, kind of that region, northeast. Awesome. And, yeah, pretty much, like, plateaued with the music there. All the, they're all my good buddies and decided to start from scratch, come to Japan, see what I could do musically here. Uh, brought my bass, of course, met some awesome musicians that I met on SoundCloud, just messaged them with pretty much some rough Japanese when I was, you know, studying my hiragana, katakana. And uh, yeah, met some great people, got the opportunity to play in Europe because of, uh, because of some of the Japanese artists I played with, kept in contact with those European art, with uh, European artists and bookers, really good people. Cool. Uh, and yeah, kind of learned more about the business and just like how to like kind of make DIY events, do my own thing, learn marketing a bit more, and even helped out my friend's band back in Toronto with a European tour, which I, I, I treated it like kind of, uh, you know, kind of like training for my own tour in the future. So um, eventually... In Japan, yeah, kind of dropped all the Japanese artists I, I worked with and decided to go solo. And I'm doing my own, yeah, just doing a, my project called Demski, just my last name. And it's this electronic ambient kind of thing. And, you know, I'm hope I'm hoping to bring it back to uh, Europe and, and back to Canada. I was, I was actually supposed to play last year in March. I went back to Canada in March and had a show booked like a sold out show with a bunch of my good friends and everything and two days i arrived um and two days later lockdown happened in canada oh, everything was canceled yeah yeah so uh pretty much spent like most of the time back home in my brother's house doing like instagram like workouts and uh the best part is like I can get proper Jamaican food. I can get proper like get some good Mexican, get some good dim sum. You know, Toronto's a good city for food, so that that was the one highlight. You know, uh, so I love Toronto. Toronto's a beautiful, beautiful city. I've got yeah. so many fond memories of Toronto. Yeah, 
right? Yeah, it, it, it's solid, solid. Yeah, actually, there's a lot of people from Toronto and Tokyo. I've got like maybe like almost wait, I don't maybe eight eight friends from Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your city produces a lot of good people. <laughs> it's it's a good place. On that note, I know, I know a shitload of motherfuckers from Vancouver, but yeah, I think, well, even though like, because uh, like me and Johnny are obviously country. Americans, so I, I would say one thing is like uh, the, the expatriates you meet out here that are North American, compare like the US population to like the Canadian population. There's, I think Canada is re represented disproportionately high, at least, co at least by population demographics. So it's because there's a lot of can Canadians over here. Yeah, it's, it seems like, yeah, I, I, I think you're right though. I think a lot of Vancouver people, I've met over here. I haven't met a lot of Toronto people. Like I know a few here and there, but there's Ray and um see there's Eric. Oh yeah, yeah, Ray. Yeah, I love Ray. Oh, everybody loves Ray. I actually there's a few people that hate Ray, but I hate those yeah. people that hate Ray. So if they say I love, I love about Ray, I'm like, I, fuck you. <laughs> I love Ray. Uh, he's my brother. He's my guy. He's my guy. And I mm. love he's always rocking the maple leafs and uh oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, always oh, a, a positive spirit. Dude, he's guy. on the show. He's a he's a fader, yeah. dude. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, yeah Ray's fucking funny. So like, we have like an, yeah. another like I guess kind of a spinoff of this like program called Faded Films, where it's Ray and his uh, buddy Paul, who's uh, Welsh, and they just like yeah. basically watch Japanese films. They do the commentary like you know Mr. Science Theater three thousand style, and they you know they break it down and blah blah blah, and like which is fucking good for them because like. Ray is awesome because like he's literally just like fucking Wikipedia for like 80s and 90s action oh movies and like God, fucking yes. 80s and 90s hip hop. He's basically fucking Wikipedia. Don't ask him about hip hop from the 90s or the 80s or about any movie from those two fucking decades because that guy will fucking school you. It doesn't matter <laughs> how much you know about the Goonies. That motherfucker knows more. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah we actually um i met i met him actually because we played together some shows at um at ruby room when i played with this this uh band called uh, momo funk at the time and yeah and him and his buddy like uh yeah you're right a faded films uh they yeah i guess they they have like the, i forget the name of the group but the the rap group that they have the hip-hop yeah that's right the beach actors right so uh yeah it's always good it's always good to run into him and like oh my god he's so always just away. right away positive vibes you know oh, so that's dude. what that guy can light up a room man that dude if sure. I die before him i need him to come to my funeral to make everybody happy because there's gonna yeah, be a lot of sure. sad motherfuckers that night think about it johnny because he'd bring the beat the whole beat jackers out and he could fucking rap about your life and make it seem like really super positive and like you know an uplifting kind that. of way yeah probably you probably good dude he can do it oh jesus christ all right well let's talk about something other than my death <laughs> when you first started playing music though you were playing like rock and funk right rock and funk yeah 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 how did you transition to what you're doing now now you're kind of like you're kind of like acid jazz meets audio void meets ninja tunes am i correct oh uh, yeah i would hope so right, there <laughs> i never go. i never no no i i think i would always want someone else to to tell me what it is because i wouldn't want to put a, a a label on it myself but like you know i played a lot of like it's kind of jam music jam band music and then when i play live 
I try to emulate the exact same thing. So I literally want every set to feel completely different and the jam's gotta be completely different. I'm literally tweaking every song every single time and playing it from scratch in a new kind of way. And then like, I'm trying now, like I, I try to bring a lot of theater to the stage too. Really? Like I want to, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I grew up on like Primus. I love Primus. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jerry. Jerry's yeah, really yeah. But yeah, he's, you know, like they're the epitome of creativity to me, like still are. And like, I try to, I want it to feel like, I want people to be like, what the fuck is going on on stage at certain points? So like, usually my last track, I'll play, you know, I'll play a song and the whole set, I'll have just a, a piece of pie on stage. Oh, so no, oh no, 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 no. Okay, please continue, but I hope it's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, it's not leading that way. It's not leading that way. <laughs> so it's got like a, it's got, there, there, there's a DJ in uh, Manchester, England called uh, Mr. Scruff. I'm not sure if you know him. him. No. He's a, he's a nin, ninja too, DJ, right? And he, he was a, also an inspiration. He had like a, a, this video content when he played live of this, just these dancing like sausages and pies just going like this. And he would just oh. spin. For, he would just spin for five hours, like just him. There, no one else would play. He's, he's a machine. And uh, I love that. And what I did was kind of inspiration is I would always have a pie on a slice of pie on stage. And a sign says free pie. And everyone's wondering what the fuck this pie means for the whole show. And then the last song, while while the song's playing, I just start eating pie and staring at the stars. That's all I do. And then it has like very like odd meaning. Like as like very very little meaning to anyone else, but meaning to me. <laughs> and that's what I do. That's awesome. I, I want to fuck with rape feel for a second. <laughs> I was like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Dembski, don't do it. It doesn't match the, it, put the well, pants back on. Tom, stop him. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm, it's all PG. It's all PG. But well, I mean, it, yeah, so that's it. You can throw it into the audience like that one guy. No, uh, fucking uh, Steve Aoki. Yeah, yeah Steve. there you go. Yeah, he's uh he's he's not very well liked by most serious DJs. <laughs> but 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 you know, like I, I respect the idea of the theatrics, like I think there's a fun element to that, you know, like yeah, but like you know, like my 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 major gripes and most other like you know, people that are were serious about DJing is like I get the theatrics and the theater wanting to put up a good show, but like for one, like you know, when you're in the mid, if you're sitting out there DJing, you just don't fucking jet turn all the like you know the fucking music down and just get in the microphone and be like, yo, by the way, my new EP is gonna drop on Tuesday, so everybody should buy it. And then like yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. Back yeah. up. That's like that's like that's not cool. It's too far. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would never ever go that route, but I think there are some elements that can make for just a really great concept so like of course i want my music to be as solid as possible hmm. but at the same time it's like you want to create like an ambiance on stage but yeah, like yeah, for me true. yeah for me it just happens to be because i have these visuals of these stars in the background is the last track i just want to chill 
listen to my music and eat pie on stage while staring at the stars. And then I'll feel, I'll, I'll have, you know, if people want pie, I'll just let them have it too. You know? okay. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a communal like element, but Steve. Oh, Alke, so, so in other words, you're, you're inviting uh, audience participation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. But Steve. Alke, I, I, I get that. That's kind of cool though. Cause like, you know, you're, you're entertaining, but you want to feel like you make the audience feel like they're part of the show. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, that's where Steve Aoki is successful because he takes a whole fucking cake and just like, who wants a fucking cake in the face? And he just throws it at the, the just, audience. Just, and I think that's I, hilarious. I, 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 I get, I, I get your, I get your idea. Just don't do like, just don't take it too far. Cause there was one time yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where he was, he was up there audience diving, and like, this made me laugh my ass off for like days. But like he just like he jumps up on the DJ table, dives into the crowd, and as he jumps off, like the t- the table's kind of rickety. Just the whole table went Doom! off, putting the music off, everything. So he's like, you know, sitting there jamming, surfing around the crowd. Everyone's like kind of looking around, going, "What the fuck, dude? You just killed the music." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do. Fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying by wanting to be a performance artist and like throw some theatrics in it. That's fucking great. Just don't. Take it that far. All right, Tom. Don't take it that far. Now <sighs> he got that. He got that actually from the Insane Clown Posse, because the Insane Clown oh, really? Posse has a uh, a drink that they spray into the audience called Fago, right? Yeah, Fago. He started. I don't know why he switched to cake, but all of a sudden, like you know, the Insane Clown Posse in every single one of their episode or episodes, once every single one of their concerts, they spray everybody with fucking Fago soda pop, <clears throat> right? Well, well, that it comes back to then. That's why that's why you got a good balance when you have a band like Primus or like an artist like Mr. Scruff or, um, you know, or, or Talking Heads is another good one. Oh, they're great. They, they, yeah, they all have like a right amount of theatrics where it's just like where they engage, you know, like where you, you're participating and you're involved, right? It feels like a community. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I agree with you, Tom. I totally agree with you at the same point. Like, I'm not going to be doing, I'm not going to be stopping. All right. This track is going to drop tomorrow. Get that shit right now. I'm not, yeah, I can never. <laughs> if I did that, I would love to do it as a joke. Like, I'd probably just like a, to talk shit, you know, but. Or, or the, the, then again, then again, maybe you could go meta, be like, yo, man. My next track's gonna drop tomorrow. It's gonna fucking you know wreck the charts and everything's gonna be number one of the bullet. It's gonna go quadruple a billion times platinum and then just not have a track. Yeah, and just like you could, you're metal like just that. like this semen in your face. <laughs> 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 oh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, come by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. I'll fucking have, let's all have a fucking come by around for that. <laughs> Oh man. So, okay. Back in the day when you were tour, you were playing bass and yeah. going around just like carrying a bass and stuff is it's kind of an inconvenience, but it's tolerable. You know, it, it's a big instrument, but I mean, yeah. it's not that bad. How is touring with the equipment that you're using now? Um, It's pretty much like one, it's like one backpack full of gear and then my like keyboard on my side. It's not that bad, actually. It's pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's different because, like, in Canada, U.S., you have to have a car. You have to – you need amps, right? Yeah. In Japan, you don't need any of any of that stuff. You don't need any amps or anything like that. But 
Um, yeah, you get used to it, you know. I guess in some ways I miss the old touring, you know, like I, I'm, I'm guessing I was stronger back then, picking up all that gear and shit, you know, like all this, <laughs> like loading up the, the drums and the, the amp. So yeah, pros and cons to both. <laughs> no, nothing bad. Yeah, I only asked because um I had one friend that came to Japan, Audio Void, and um he came here with just like so much equipment, like so many gadgets, <clears throat> so many things that he was hooking up and hooking up and hooking up that he would hook up and stuff. It would take him like an hour just to set up for his like uh, his sound check. And yeah. um that was just crazy for me to see him with all these like just fucking just these big black bags just full of stuff, right? And I was like, dude. <laughs> Playing the guitar is actually easier, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, th I, I think it's, um, I have friends that like that too. And like my goal was, I still want to keep it very simple. My and again, like it's very hard to make a good sound with, you know, simplicity. Like I, I really like to break it down, make it work and make these like these three instruments really sing. But like my friends, uh, my good friends at Fried Dough, uh, abandoned Toronto. Mm -hmm. I brought them to Japan as well, and man, they yeah, they brought a lot of gear. Like it was, it was the same thing you just mentioned about audio, audio void, void, audio right? Audio void, yeah. Right, same thing, same thing. Like uh, it took like an hour to set up. It sounded awesome, but uh, it's it, it's just different. Their mindset's different, you know. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, try being a DJ, man. You walk in there, you got a USB in your pocket and your headphones, and you just fucking use the, like the equipment at the club, yeah, and you're yeah. fucking good. Uh, um, it's like the fucking opposite. It's like it's as easy as shit in the world. I'm not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nor should you be. You walk up, and you just push a button, and then you dance around and throw cake in the crowd, dude. It's like the best job. I got paid ten thousand dollars <laughs> last weekend, and I got yeah, paid. fucking wave my hands those orbs. But 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 you know like hearing like uh you know like hearing someone like Je uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff talk about his DJ sets, uh, you know like like four hundred records. It's it's a yeah it's a craft like and that you know it's tough to pick an ultimate set list. I'd love to do that like eventually do like a DJ Dembski kind of thing you know but. Shit, man. Like, if, if, if you know enough about music to write your own stuff, I guarantee you, like, with a bit of practice, you definitely learn a DJ. Yeah, <clears throat> right on. Yeah, sounds good. Tom, you had a question. You started off with a question back then, and I shut you down on that question because you jumped the gun. But now <laughs> I want to hear ah, this question. Yeah, okay, uh, Dembski. So I think I think the obvious question, the one that's going to be on everybody's minds, and I think we've talked, we've danced around the subject a little bit before, is how has the pandemic, you know, affected your your musical life and your touring? Like, what you want to be doing, what you can do, what's realistic, like what's going on here? I think it's you know my approach is different. Like I think there's a lot of people in the world that just yeah, life is shitty. And, and obviously, like, you know, I'm, I'm in a good stage in my life, you know, we're, we're pretty, in general, like, we're in a good place, but um, there's worse shit in the world, and I'm like, okay, I can't play music, but I can work on all these other aspects, right, that I've been kind of holding off, so I thought it was kind of a blessing 
in some ways, right? Like uh, I released a song back in August called Cold Coffee. And essentially it's about, it's about the coronavirus pandemic because I was so focused on my music that my coffee, I was drinking coffee and I forgot about my coffee and it went cold. That's the reason behind it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it. And and pretty much I, I used it as a as a chance to learn about how to promote a song either. And I like it was like kind of a pet project, my my one song, and I I learned about Facebook ads, this or that, and contacting booking agents still, and like you know podcasts, this this that, and it's been awesome. It's been really really great. And on top of that, um, and I sent you guys like uh, like my new EP. I'm, I'm looking great. to release it in the summer, and uh, I've been able to finish that up and send it back to my producer and still actually the person that mastered it is in Poland so I'm just literally trying to like even though I can't tour as much like I'm still touring I'm doing safe touring yeah 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 it's just it's just like you got to be just smarter about it and be respectful about it that's how I see it right so um you know like with the mastering and everything and I'm making still my contacts in Europe and America and all this where I want to play in the future. Yeah. And I'm kind of in the setup stage. I'm setting up stuff. But like for for touring, I'm sticking in Japan. And I was telling you guys before, like there's all these really cool small DIY festivals outdoors. I'm just contacting them. I can play it safe. It's safe for everyone. You know, it's cool. I played out in uh, I played out in Nara not too long ago, and I played in just uh, on top of the mountains, essentially, mm-hmm. in these like like pristine areas. And I wrote some of the best stuff there for future releases. So I think you can take this time of real, you know, like slow, you know, the slow paced life. And you can just focus on other things. That's how I see it. I completely relate, dude. And I completely agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm a painter. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, before the pandemic, I was so wrapped up in just like organizing events. I had a European yeah. tour myself. I had fucking, I had France, Amsterdam, and Berlin all set up. Uh, tickets, places to stay, shows, everything was lined up. Everything got canceled because of the corona. And then all my shows in Tokyo have been canceled left, right, and center. And um, you know what? It really, really, really sucked. And I mean, I lost some, I didn't lose money, but I just wasn't able to generate income that I planned on. And um, in just good times, making, making new friends, hanging out with old friends, all that shit, everything, you know, all together. But on a positive note, it's exactly what you just said is basically gave me time to focus on other things. You know, I've been focusing more on like different kinds of art and different styles of art. And I mean, I I even did some fucking got some weird ass portraits that I would never think of. Actually, let me ask you this question because of the isolation of being inside for so long, I've been just kind of like just going a little bit stir crazy where like my art is just Mm -hmm. kind of like, I wouldn't say progress, but it's gone in a different direction that I never would ever think of for the pandemic. Has it regressed? 
Regret. <laughs> yeah, I'm just regress again. <laughs> Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was gonna say real quick before he answers the question you're, you're almost making it kind of sound like prison where they say you know do the time don't let the time do you yeah <laughs> there you go i think well, i said that <laughs> well, well you know both that you were man in in general we're we're pretty we're like again i don't know that like uh i have some friends in uh chicago and stuff like that. i talk with them but you know like i like canada's on like pretty serious lockdown like for the most part, like if you go out outside after 8 p.m., you're you're fined essentially because they're really just trying to kick it as fast as possible. And you know, we're we're lucky to be in this country that's kind of indecisive on their actions because you know, maybe saving the Olympics, who knows what they want, right? <laughs> like oh, I'm sure you both have the opinions seeing Tom smile and everything like that. Yeah you know no, but no, I, I, no, I, I get what you're saying but I, I think it's kind of funny we should probably explain how things are here like the bars and all the parties are supposed to be closed by eight o'clock but it's 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 only because the government politely asks all businesses to conform to that and there's there's no actual like you know fine or like you know they can't get in trouble for it but 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 the uh but then you see those articles about people like raging over ps5 in yodobashi camera yeah. you know i'm trying to get that like they're like attacking each other it's crowded it's and black friday um, in america black friday bitches <laughs> yeah so it's like you you know i i always try to point that out i'm like because i'll be honest like i don't like you know america being attacked so much in some ways like i just want to like i i always tell people i'm like you're no better than any other country like i just want to like we're all chill, right? And then the PS5 thing proved the point uh, over the stupidest thing possibly. Give me, give me that. Get that place. Dembski, it is the PS5. Yeah, yeah dude, he's, he's got a point. Then, yeah, Jeff, Jeffies are all polite, you know, perfect people, and they all fucking line up, you know, and no, nobody, you know, no, no fuss, no muss. Blah, blah, blah. The fucking PS5. Yeah. Well, some people just hulk out. They rip their shirts off and go. Bleh! Well, well my, my friend actually, uh, my friend in Korea, he, he's a Korean uh, Canadian guy. He messaged me today. He's like, hey, man, like, uh, what, what, what's the PS5 situation in, in, uh, in Japan? And I just sent him an article. He's like, all right, cool, man. It's all good. <laughs> like, like, he no, got it. No. it. It sold out completely in Korea, like in a minute. Oh no shit. Damn. Yeah, dude. so um it's it's like uh, the overall story is like I think your mindset has to you know, it, you you got to put your mind towards okay, this is the situation. What what avenue am I going to do? You know, like what am I where am I going to go with this? And that's what again like uh that's what I did, you know, just work my my fucking ass off and towards shit you love and uh make shit happen you know yeah totally i i want to know more that's about extremely new- positive though by the way very positive that's true Go ahead. Yeah, i'm gonna know more about your new cd i'm gonna re- i'm gonna release it um i'm in talks with uh an independent label right now mm-hmm. and i'm gonna release it digitally and probably on vinyl nice because i 
Yeah, because I've been getting a lot of requests and and vinyl, you know, vinyl sales are quite big in Canada, US, Europe, all over. Yeah. Um, so it's called uh, Tell Me About the World. Read this book called uh, called Tribe, Tribe with Sebastian Junger or something. I forget, Sebastian Junger. And then it's about how we're losing the sense of community, of bringing us people together. And then there's a quote in it. I don't know why. It's not like a super inspirational, but the quote is, drink cold coffee and tell me about the world, right? And the whole concept of that quote is essentially like, yeah, let's just, I want to hear your story about the world. That's about it. It's quite a simple concept, right? It's like, no no one listens to each other anymore. <laughs> you know, like that's... I, I, I don't know, is it? But but just, just by you pointing that out, like, is it a simple concept? Because like, God damn, I don't think I don't think you can get other motherfuckers to shut up and just talk about like and have a civil conversation in a no, lot of right. things. So I, I, yeah, I, I think that's the idea. So like like I want, yeah, tell me about the world is essentially the concept of I want everyone else to interpret what the what the songs mean to them, essentially. Because it shouldn't be about what I think. It should be about what them and I'm definitely willing to listen to them. And I'll post that. And I, I think that's what it should be about. Because, yeah, I think I think we just need to fucking listen to each other. And that's the really big, that's the that's the best art form in itself, right? So yeah. the, the, ja- the yeah. artist who made the cover, the Japanese artist, she's amazing. Um, Azusa Sekiguchi. And... At first, she was kind of lost. Like she's like, "What do you want me to draw?" I'm like, "I want you to draw what you think the music makes you feel like." Very hippie kind of way. I'm approaching this, right? Oh, and, uh, you see, oh, you said that to a Japanese person. Even she's a talented artist. She'll go, "Eh." <laughs> no, she got it over time. She got it, and then she's like, she made a fucking beautiful cover, essentially, right? So, like, Wait. yeah. Her name is so familiar. Did she make the the cover of a book called Time Off? No, no, that's I know her too. Um, that is Maria Suzuki. Okay, all right, cool. All right, which yeah. is also an awesome artist, also an awesome artist, but okay, um, yeah, so it's pretty much like yeah, like I want like I was really happy to hear her interpretation of it because it's not about me in in the grand scheme even though it, yeah it's my ep but like and the songs mean something but, but to be honest when i create songs for the most part it's just i'm just like damn yeah that's my beat <laughs> you know like <laughs> like like i don't want to i don't want to like as a musician i don't want to overthink music and i think that's a very important concept when she told me it inspired me even more for the 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 ep so yeah that's that's it so that's gonna be so hard for you in that case to make titles for songs once you put a title on a song people that listen to that song kind of have like a, a pre a preempt like concept and your songs don't have any lyrics well all all every every single ep i've released is all from 
a book. It's all a quote from a book. Every single one. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's all like, um, you know, like uh, Sebastian Junger tribe for Tell Me About the World. The single was Cold Coffee, which is also part of the quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last EP was The Taboo of All Things, which is, you know, Alan Watts by chance. Mm. yeah he's like a philosopher right yeah and then like and then my first ever ep was the man with the kite which is from uh all just huxley island and that's it and the like it's all like based on like that's a fucking sick ass quote and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that thank you careful <laughs> no 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 they're cool that actually like i i if 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 anything that's an opportunity like i'll i'll actually reach out and tell them hey man thank you for inspiring this and if i get a response that's cool if not that's cool too for a lawsuit <laughs> that's how i see it. oh great money <laughs> oh man yeah yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Can, can you really copyright a quote, though? I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't know if Aldous Huxley or Alan Watts can, you know, after, you know, being dead and all. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> well, you, 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 you never know, dude. That, actually, those, those get to be some of the worst lawsuits ever because it's not the person that goes after them. It's their, their like, family. Dude, I almost got sued by state, Evil Knievel's right? family. You know, Evil Knievel, the motorcycle guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who he is, dude. Well, fucking, I don't know what you know, Tom. But anyway, fucking, uh, what you called? I had a painting, a tribute painting of Evil Knievel, because I love Evil Knievel. I've always loved him. His fucking toy, the motorcycle, that had this little fucking thing, this key thing that you pull down, and then the motorcycle would, like, go really quickly, and you can put it off jumps. I loved Evil Knievel. So I made a tribute painting, right? And I put it on Etsy. I sold, I was selling it for like fucking 50 bucks. You know, I was just like, oh, yeah. dude, I love this painting. I'll sell for 50 bucks, whatever. All of a sudden, fucking about like a month later, the Evil Knievel Foundation fucking contacted me saying like, oh, um, yes, we're requesting that you take it down, blah, 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 blah. And then fucking at long story Did you? short. Huh? Did you? Well, yeah, long story short, basically they, they complained and then Etsy made me take it down. So if anybody... Anybody listening to this podcast would like to have an evil Knievel painting. It's a fucking amazing painting and I will sell it to you for fucking 20 bucks. And that, and that plus like shipping wherever you're at and stuff, just because fuck the evil Knievel foundation. <laughs> evil Knievel was amazing, but the foundation to fucking the fucking lawsuit and all that other shit to a fan. I loved him. I, his whole life, you know, I think that's such a petty, petty thing for them to do is like, there's so much promotion and even just you creating a, a painting like that that can create so much more for their foundation. Oh god. Oh, no, they just want their fucking cut, dude. Yeah. Johnny, 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 listen to me. You, you might be you might you might be a talented artist, but I, I think your fucking business sense is terrible, dude. Because like you're sitting there talking about a fucking band <laughs> item that's been requested to have that um, that just fucking drives the price up. Now it's officially black market shit, dude. You like you twenty bucks, two hundred. Fucking make it two thousand. Fuck it. Okay, it's all right, man, Tom, baby. 
<laughs> First, I thought was an insult, but now I agree with you. I'm like, yeah, uh, Vader's. I like, take that back. Uh, let me just like uh, backpedal. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> I would have given a cut to the Evil Knievel Foundation. And you know who it was? It was this fucking kid that fucking sent me all these messages. But his kid, his kid should understand because his kid was fucking doing the same shit, right? His kid was also a stuntman. Wait, there, there was a similar thing with Zappa, actually. Wait, like, Zappa was suing people, or was it? No, 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 no. So Dweezil, no, it's actually more interesting than that. So Dweezil Zappa has had a band called Zappa Plays Zappa, and then his brother told him you're not allowed to use that name. So it was like in the family conflict and suing within the family. Like no. you're not allowed to say Zappa Plays Zappa. Yeah, no. got pretty deep. What a fucking family feud. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So right. so it's like that guy had no fucking talent whatsoever, it seems like, you know? It's like the the, the other brother who's fucking ripping it and probably play even better than his dad, you know? It's, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I, I know. I regret it. I regret it. <laughs> it's okay, we're drinking. No, no. All right. The person in the evil Knievel family, I'm not sure if it's like a kid or a grandkid, but the person's name is Paige. So Paige, if you're listening to Got Fitted Japan, and it's very likely that one of your friends or if a friend of a friend is listening to Got Fitted Japan, shame on you, Paige. Shame on you. I am a fan of your relative. And you know what? I'm going to sell that painting for $2,000 and you're not getting it. <laughs> the government didn't it for it. No. Man, that, that sucked. But anyway, Johnny will even specially sign it on the back with an evil, evil Knievel toy motorcycle. The fucking dip it in some ink and just like fucking right, you know, the, one of the fucking wheels. I have like a do wheelies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, man. Oh, man. Uh, then at the end, you rip the cord and just like jet, jets off into the oh, wall or some oh, shit. And you'll, and you'll send the video oh, too. Oh, God. All right. I got to ask you about the song Airport. I love the song Airport. Out of your right. out of your EP, Airport is fucking awesome, dude. It's so done. And actually, that's the thing about your music that I love, especially in this EP. It's like, right, it sounds simple. It sounds simple. Yeah. But to make something that simple, it is extremely difficult because every beat and every sound is perfect in the, the rhythm and word. It, it's like basically like. When you read a poem or a book or you see a painting and it looks kind of like basic, but everything is meant to be exactly where it's at. That's exactly mm. how it is for fucking airport. I've heard that song fucking like maybe like four or five times now. And I've only heard like this CD, this CD EP or whatever on SoundCloud, like since like maybe since Sunday or Monday or something. But I've heard yeah. this song like a couple of times, dude. It's great. I heard it and I was like, shit, that's really fucking dope, dude. So I listened to it again. And I was like, Damn, you know, some songs you got to listen to them a couple of times to really appreciate them. Or you got to have yeah, somebody yeah. explain them to you. Other times you listen to a song, and you just fucking get it. And that song, it's, it's simple, but it's just like everything is just so perfect, dude. I fucking dig the track so much, dude. Well, you, you know, it's a good a good artist to listen to. There's a, a band called The Whitest Boy Alive. Tom, and they're, they're really? the the whitest boy alive and honestly they're the kings of simplicity like they they really and, and also talking heads talking heads are like 
what what they're actually playing is quite simple, but like the way they like amalgamate the chords is just absolutely beautiful. But you know, it's um yeah, I again the you know, these songs are jams, you know, for the most part. They start off as jams. And I just want to fucking feel and I want to make it, you know, like seven layers the most or eight layers the most. You know, I talked to my my old uh, bandmate, Tommy Well, sick artist, amazing artist. His layering of tracks is like 75, 100 per track. Jeez. And I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to like really simplify it and try to like really hone in on just like this. And that's it. And, but again, like, you know, our mindset is different. And that's it. He he has a different craft that I I can just not fathom, mm-hmm. and I I think he just can't fathom the way I think of things in some ways too. Everyone's like that, you know. Yeah, everybody's different. That's true. Yeah. Fucking a man. All right, I think we got to get into the news eventually. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. But I want to do is yeah, Demsky. It was good talking to you, but like, yeah, man. Like, I think we do need to bust into the news. We definitely do. Let's do um, it. Okay, uh, first off, before we get into the news, can we use the song Airport at the end of this at the end of this podcast? Is that cool? Not yeah, to you, you spot, but to kind of put you on the spot. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, you guys will be the debut and the release of it. No. Ooh. Yeah, so you let you let me know and uh, I will back that and I'll uh, I'll set up a lot oh, of shit. Kampai. We'll make it happen. Hey, we'll make it. Yeah. So you can only you can only hear it on God God faded only. Oh, that'd be oh. fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. And, we'll yeah. Like- and, 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 and just like any else, just like anybody, any any artist or anybody else we've interviewed, they'll be like, you know, look at the show notes, like you know, drop a link in the description. You can get a direct link. You know, if you if you like his stuff, you can of course buy it. Absolutely, absolutely. As usual. Oh shit! Wait, wait. I got I got one more question. Okay. Whenever we have a band on the show, we always yeah. ask them, what are some tips about performing overseas? Or what are some tips about, you know, like traveling? Mm, playing overseas. Um, like touring tips. Exactly. Touring tips. Touring tips. I'm going. So I'm going to Kyoto and Wakayama next month. Nice. Yeah, which is awesome. And um, what what are the tour tips? I have no fucking tour tips, man. Have a fucking good time and be positive and just realize uh, if you fuck it up, it's because you're thinking too much. Okay. Well, okay. okay. That's it. Uh, fair enough. Al- Al- Alan, to be perfectly honest, though, I think, I think generally this question gets directed at, like, you know, bands, like, you know, groups of people. So I think maybe you you go in solo, like not not to knock your experience or your craft or anything, but you go in solo might have a very different perspective of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, fair enough. Group dynamics, you can rock up and do your thing. Yeah, but even even still, it's like I just think people overthink shit. I'm like, calm the fuck down. You're you're on a. F- I'm a very, in some ways, I'm a very Buddhist guy. You know, I'm like, you're on a fucking floating rock. And you care about your fucking show, mm-hmm. you know, like calm 
the fuck oh, that's, it's, it's not just Buddhist. That's like Zen Buddhist. You're like, Zen yeah, Buddhist. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, don't worry. Like, um, if an asteroid hits you, you should worry. But uh, your show, yeah, I think you'll be all right. Haters, <laughs> you, you heard it here first. If an asteroid hits you, then worry. If not, then fuck it. Go with yeah, the flow. Fuck it. Honestly, like, uh, you got your free chill. All right. All right. All right. All right. Sweet, dude. All right. Well, thank all you right. so much. Um, as, <laughs> as, as we bust into the news uh we have to say announce one thing uh alan generally and traditionally the guest goes first so uh first bit of news take it away take your pick whatever you want buddy in tokyo and craving soul food we've got just the place for you soul food house in azabujuban check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com come by and taste the love we look forward to feeding you Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's you, liquor. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, i got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, 
and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Pop All right, so I'm going to, okay. So let's do man arrested for injuring doctor over mask request. Damn, that's hardcore. All right. So a 68-year-old man has been arrested for allegedly injuring a doctor who asked him not to wear his face mask on the chin at a hospital in Okayama Prefecture, police said Tuesday. Tatsuyo Shimizu from the city of Okayama was quoted by the police as saying, I had a quarrel with the doctor, but I didn't use violence. Shimizu is suspected of grabbing the male doctor in the chest area, resulting in a minor injury on January 25th, according to the police. Shimizu, who was visiting the hospital for a checkup, lost his temper after the 38-year-old doctor saw him wearing his mask on the chin and asked him to wear it properly, the police said. The doctor reported the incident to the police on January 28th. While many in the public use face masks to prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus, medical experts recommend that people wear them properly to maximize effectiveness. Sliding a mask down to the chin increases infection risk because it brings pathogens attached on the face to the mouth when the mask is pulled back up they say, but your chin is perfectly protected. Yeah. <laughs> That's what That's they call it. That's chin, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the, as long as your chin is <laughs> cool. Maybe he's like, he, maybe he's a fucking chin model. Maybe he's got the perfectly, like, you know, kind of rugged, like, you know, the perfect cleft in it, you know? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he wants to protect it, man. Wait. But damn, damn. I, another thing I would say, like, I realize, like, you know, doctors, not obviously other health uh, care professionals are obviously, they're at, like, in these, you know, troubled times, they're obviously at high risk. 
I just I just don't think he or his family thought it was going to be that kind of fucking risk, that kind of risking that kind of injury, you know? No, oh, true. Do you think it should be called a face diaper or a chin diaper? I'll go with chin diaper, dude, because if you wear it properly, it's a face mask. But like, you know, if you if you wear it improperly, it's just like fucking chin diaper. I, I like I like the name chin grip. A chin, chin grip. Or chin jock. Chin jock. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Right? Chin jock, like a jack strap or whatever, you know, it protects like your, your cock and balls. But yeah, well, I, I, I gotta ask that, like, you know, how fucking how fucking fat are you if you wear like you know a chin jock? Because like how how fucking hefty your jowls be bouncing around? Because the whole point, point of <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm just asking is the whole fucking point of a jock strap is like you know to like stop your nuts from bouncing around, right? True. When you run, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's the point. So like, how fucking fat are you if you have to wear the chin jock or the throat jock or whatever? I don't know, man. Some people got some big chins. <laughs> <laughs> But for this guy to go in there for a checkup, dude, what kind of a checkup do you think he was going in for? I think, you know, if this guy went in for a fucking, uh, what should I call it, a checkup, and he got that pissed off because of a doctor was fucking like giving him shit about his mask being on his chin, I think that guy had some bad fucking news, dude. I was I was just going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, Maybe too. he was like fucking impotent. He's like, doctor, my dick hasn't worked in like six months, and I am fucking really concerned and kind of pissed off. And the doctor's like, well, that's what happens when you have AIDS. And he's like, oh, shit. And he took his mask off and shit and started walking down the halls or some shit. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, then again, if you if you want to go that if you don't know that that crazy, let's double down. Like, what if he just went in there and like he found out he had he just like, just like fucking it, walked out there, just took the mask down. He's like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm gonna die anyway. Wait, if he had leprosy, did you say it's leprosy? That lung cancer. Lung oh, cancer. Lung cancer. <laughs> I thought you said leprosy. <laughs> I've got leprosy. Leprosy? Fuck. No, dude. That'd be kind of fucking obvious. No, I'm serious. Like lung cancer. If you have lung cancer, because if, if you get bad lung cancer, you, you're kind of fucking dead pretty soon. I, so, I, like, I, you know, like, you know, maybe you just took the fucking ass down. He's like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. My lungs are fucked anyway. I think, I think the, the, uh, you know, that's where Japan failed. Like the politeness level is too much, maybe in Japan. And I think some doctors had to be like, come on, man, you're in a fucking, you're in a fucking hospital and you're fucking jock strapping this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, let, let, let's get shit together here and just, just fucking wear it. Let's move on. Let me check you and make sure you're fucking healthy. So real quick, real quick I had a fucking weird ass experience. Like, that where I was, I was supposed to go to teach at like uh like basically like a kindergarten for like little kids and like I got the I had the information I was just following the GPS I was like beep, 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 beep. what what is is it's inside this huge complex so the fucking GPS led me directly to the door of this giant ass hospital and obviously everybody's fucking masked up and I'm masked up so I fucking walk in there saying you know your destination you have arrived beep, beep, bing so I walk in there I'm like all right. And then immediately I'm surrounded by a bunch of doctors that are like, are you sick? You know, what, what are your symptoms? We're asking all these questions. I'm like, yo, man. And like, is this the place I'm supposed to go to? 
And they're, they're like, yeah, that's the address. I'm, I'm supposed to teach that's in the, the kindergarten. Hospital and, they're like, and they're like, oh, no, 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 dude. You, you got to go. You got to walk all the way around the fucking complex together. And it was, it was just a fucking weird experience. I was just like, all right, all right man. Like, you, you guys, you know, best of luck to you and everything. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll leave now. Right. It's just a fucking weird experience. All right. Well, that's interesting, Tom. All right. Great. Thanks for that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that had to do with anything, but I loved it. Oh man. Well, anyway, yeah. It's all related. It's all related. If you go it's to all, the hospital, you gotta wear a mask. All right. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Please yeah. fucking let's let's, let's 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 do our best. Some of us are not medical professionals, are not in a position to like, you know, fucking really do any actionable change. Just try your best to do your own fucking. Well, 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 that's you know, you know what it is? It's like really just uh uh, I, I have a I have a friend. He's a he's a funny guy. He's from Arizona. He's a very he's a very very big like again like he just won't wear a mask essentially right. And I'm just like dude like it's it's not about like politics or anything like just fucking just be nice to people <laughs> you know yeah. like exactly dude st stop trying to make it a fucking political issue it's fucking not just just show some comic fucking courtesy man yeah yeah comic exactly courtesy. yeah there you go yeah yeah i think i think a balance of the two like inside just wear a mask be polite it's a crazy time you mm. know and uh again like it's the least you can do and he actually got that which was a really cool point. Okay. Also, and again, also, and and again, I know, I know, everybody's stressed and pissed off, and all, and we're all fucking suffering. Just don't be an asshole and take it out on other people, man. Just do your yeah. best. We're, we're we're all pissed off. We're all stressed. And we're all suffering. Just don't don't be one of those you know people that just like fucking lashes out at some fucking teenage McDonald's employee because they didn't like give you you know three uh they only give you two packets of ketchup when you ask for three you know don't be that fucking ass no 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 i don't agree with that i don't you know what i mean you're gonna agree you need three packs you need, you need three, three packs, packs. <laughs> <laughs> all right next story all right Tom. okay can, can actually go next i'd like to go next. Sure, yeah go for it funny. yeah go for it yeah because this one's uh it's gonna hit close to home you have aids yeah, you know, extremely close to home. That that barrel, uh, that barrel right there. Shug that barrel. Okay, close to home. Man robs convenience store in his own apartment building. <laughs> Tom, you're convenience store, a store in your apartment building, right? Yeah, I got a liquor store in my apartment building. I do, literally. You do. But I'm not in the fucking news for robbing it. We'll see about. Oh, dude, I, dude, dude, why would I do that? I don't want to get banned. That that place is fucking great. They got like five dollar bottles of champagne. They're amazing. I, I am place. so intrigued where they get their champagne. They got like five or six different kind of brands of champagne. Yeah. That's like five bucks each. And yeah. even my wife and I were walking by and stuff, and I was like, "Holy shit! There they are. They're five bucks." And my wife's like, "You think they're from China?" I'm like, "I don't know. The the name is kind of." No, they're not. They're not. No, what it is is like it, here's the thing: Japan's really super strict. The reason they they can do that and get it for nothing is like uh, basically if they're close to their expiration date, uh, they can't sell them after that. So like basically if they're close within like a month or two, they've they've got to unload them real quick and they'll just like they'll drop them for like nothing, like a fraction of the price. 
Wait, that doesn't make any sense because the older the bottle of wine or champagne is or whiskey or anything, it's more expensive. How come there's an expiration date for champagne? Because there fucking is because it's Japan. I don't know. No, no. What, what is, well, what is the, like, you know, whiskey is like, it's, yeah, it's more expensive when it's in a barrel, right? Like, what, what is it? So what's it like for? What's it like for champagne? Champagne is just like wine. It's very similar. It's it's from like the South France, uh, from the uh, region of Champagne. But 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 even still, right? They have to carbonate it, right? Like you don't like like carbonation doesn't sit for a while. Yeah, you see, see, that's exactly the point. I've had French people tell oh. tell me that though, because the carbonation when once the carbonation is introduced, though. It's just like it's like soda or beer or anything else. It's got an expiration date on it will go bad. No kidding. So like the the expiration date on champagne is lower than soda because well, I, 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 it I, could I, be. I, I, it could be. Do, 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 do not do not fucking quote me on this, but do not quote me on this. But I'm saying it puts it in the same realm or area, right? Though where it's like you know you introduce like the fucking like fizz fizz into it, and then you know it's got a certain expiration date into it. Well, here's the one thing. So, so there's in uh, Ebis, there's a, my, my friend has a Canadian wine shop. Oh, I know that place. Heavenly, yeah. Yeah. It's right. right Heavenly on, Vines. Uh, Megadodori, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh, maybe, I don't know the street names. No, yeah, yeah. Megadodori. No, it's not Megadodori, but it's right on like Ebisu by like the east side. Yeah, yes. Right? And it's like it's like this small little shop, and it's like right at the peak of the hill, and it goes down to like Nakamegro by Yamato. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I walk past that place a million times. That's just- oh, I, know, I, I know, I know that place. Oh, okay, I know that place. Okay. So, so awesome, awesome wine. I learned a lot. I know, I know jack shit about wine in general, but mm-hmm. it's really cool to step in and like learn about, especially like Canadian wine, like. He's showing how badass it really is, but he was saying no matter what, he's like the top seller in Japan is always champagne. Like because in general, and and that's the same with highball, oolong high. It's just because it's uh, lighter, and same with Asahi beer, Kirin. It's a light, crisp beer. They just mm. like that lighter kind of beer. They can't go with that. Like again. You, you were going for like rum and coke, you know, like gin, gin and tonic or this and that. But, um, he was saying, yeah, he's like, no matter what, like champagne's the highest seller, nothing comes close to it. Wow, that's yeah. this, this, this is exactly why I'm not gonna fucking rob the liquor store downstairs because I don't want to get banned from that place because I can still get my fucking goddamn champagne, good champagne for five bucks. True, that damn straight, yeah, you're not gonna rob that. Damn shit. Skippy. Now let's let's get back into like someone who did rob it. Okay, t- Tokyo Metropolitan Police arrest a 36-year-old man for allegedly robbing a convenience store on the first floor of his own apartment building in Minato Ward, reports TBS. Last December, Masanori Ito, of no known occupation, because they always fucking are, pulled a knife in front of two female clerks of an outlet of community store in sh- sh- uh, sh- was it? Shiba Uda area. He then fled the scene with about 62,000 yen in cash, police said. Upon his arrest on suspicion of robbery, Ito said, quote, right now I have nothing to say. 
end quote. Ito lives on the fourth floor of the very same building. In security camera footage shot about 10 minutes before the incident, he is shown lurking around the building. During a search of Ito's residence, police seize clothes and shoes that are believed to have been used in the crime. So, well, faders, obviously, like, we got a criminal fucking mastermind in our hands. How he got caught? Well, God only knows. <laughs> Man, that's the laziest motherfucking criminal I've ever heard, dude. If you're going to rob a bank, don't go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, like, but my clothes didn't mean just like fucking bathrobe and his pajamas, and my shoes didn't mean fucking slippers, right? He's like, well, oh, honey, just gonna pop downstairs and uh, make a withdrawal from the ATM. You think this I motherfucker did. went down there just to steal the money, just to go back into the store with like a different disguise, just to pay off his fucking cell phone bill? Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you, you think you think so? So you think you you think he went, went, went home? Like took the robe off and put a fake mustache on and said, Hi, I need to pay my electricity bill and my phone bill. I don't know. I think, I think it I think you have to you have to think about it like you gotta break it down. Like, how would he think about this? He's like how well, how is he thinking about this? Like, ah, it will never inspect expect the guy from upstairs to do it. <laughs> you know, like you know, like oh, okay, okay, okay I, I get it, I get it. So it's like you. So uh, what Alan is saying is essentially he's using reverse psychology. So I'm gonna do the I'm gonna admit the dumbest crime imaginable because no yeah. one suspects <laughs> that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's so dumb. Like it's so dumb they'll never expect it, and and then the cops are like. You're right. That's fucking dumb. Then said, uh, then, then the security camera said. Said what? <laughs> what did it say, Tom? Oh, shit, dude. Tom has a problem with his cell phone. He bought a Chinese iPhone, right? <laughs> but, but to be honest, that's oh. the greatest timing you can ask for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god. Yes. He's there. No, he's not even there. Oh god. Yeah, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> she said it's like fucking like losing the punchline of a joke, which actually it probably was. <laughs> oh god. Um. Wait, Tom, are you back? Tom, are you back? Yeah, I'm here, man. So yeah, what, what, did, what did she say? Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, I said. No, I said the fucking security camera. Even the security camera is calling this guy a dumbass. Because, you know, there's fucking security cameras everywhere. That was it? Oh, that sucks. That was it, oh. man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking anticlimactic. I get it. Oh, God. We were waiting at the edge of our seats for that shit. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. God damn it. Okay, fucking next story. Yeah, I guess it's me then, huh? Yeah. What do I have? Oh, shit. I know exactly what I'm going to read. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, here we go. Okay, dude. <clears throat> here we go. Next story. This story took place in Kanagawa. Man flashes girl, ask how she rates him on a scale of 1 through 10, then pays her 3,000 yen, a.k.a. 30 bucks. <laughs> okay, we don't make this up. This is actually fucking a story that took place in January 30th, pretty much about a week ago. 
Please in Yokusuka. Oh shit, Yokusuka. Uh, Tom, what is Yokusuka very famous for? Uh, the Navy bases down there. Navy bases. Okay. Not just that. It's a big fucking base, too. It's huge. I, I was going to say Popeye's chicken because that's the only place you can get Popeye's chicken. In oh, I Japan. love Popeye's. I haven't had is it? it it's, it yeah, that. it's like my favorite. I, I hate KFC, so I'm like, Popeyes, I'm like Yokosuka uh, Army Base Station. Oh, god damn! Popeyes is like half the price too. Okay, <clears throat> please in Yokosuka Kanagawa Prefecture have arrested a 15 year old, 52 year old man a suspicion of indecent exposure after he dropped his pants in front of a 17 year old high school girl. Asked how she rated him and then paid her 3,000 yen, a.k.a. 30 bucks. According to police, Taro Yakabe, who is a manager of the Hitachi Limited, or, oh my God, Hitachi. Holy shit. Wow. It was for Hitachi, dude. Wow. I remember the same article. Oh, shit. Yeah, a manager of Hitachi Planning's division approached the girl outside of Shiori Station in Yotsuka at around 9.30 p.m. on November 23rd and asked if she would take part in a survey for which she would be paid. Ladies, at 9.30 p.m., always say no. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's got, the, I'm sure he had the best of intentions in mind, right? At 9.30 p.m., all surveys are going to be bad. <laughs> the girl went with him to a nearby... Oh, God, no way. The girl went oh, no to a nearby car parking lot where he dropped his pants. Oh, God, he's in a parking lot? Yakabane uh, then asked the girl how she would rate him on a scale of 10 uh, and gave the girl 3,000 yen and left. The girl reported the incident to the Koban... Police said that 30 minutes earlier, Yakabane uh, did the same thing with another woman in her 20s and then paid her 5,000 yen. Well, I guess there's an age limit difference regarding payment kind of thing or whatever, which is fucked up, which is fucked up. I mean, you know, that he's an ageist. Uh, police identified Yakabane through street surveillance camera footage and the girl's description, and he was arrested on Thursday. So you can't commit crimes in parking lots anymore. Thank God, actually. All right. No. And that is basically the story. Well, I I think in general, people have to realize that parking lots in Japan are very small. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, not, not in Kanagawa. Kanagawa, they do have some big parking lots. They got mall uh, shopping areas. Yeah, not as not as big as of American shopping like uh parking lots, but still they're they're, they're pretty big. They're pretty big compared to okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Because I'm thinking about the ones where it's like three cars, you know, max or something well, like that. It could be that, but I mean, God, you know, I'm really curious what she gave him, and then she complained to the police because basically the guy went up to her and he's like, "All right, what do you think? One through ten? The, the other girl, I gave her 50 bucks and she gave me a seven. And I, I got to know if it's like a seven or more or less. Yeah, I would well, like that, know. That's, that's kind of my point, though, because like one girl got paid 5,000 yen, one girl got paid 3,000 yen. So you think, I think both of them maybe kind of rated him a little bit low. Then he kind of pulled in another bill. It's like, sure, it's not maybe a little bit higher. You know, maybe say like a five or a six. You think this dude, dude, there's married? three. 
this guy's married and basically he like at that night he went to his wife he's like yo you said i had a small wiener but i went to 15 girls three of them were underage and they said my wiener was at least a seven after i paid them you know? after i paid them yeah i keep working there should be a nap it's like <laughs> there should exactly. be exactly Exactly. So this is the dipshit that fucking goes out and like, you know, his wife says, fuck you, you're laying in bed, you can't even get it up. And then, then, he, then he goes out, gets pissed off, he goes out, he gets drunk. Hey, so you. you. Know, he, 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 comes, he comes back, he comes back and he's like, he's like, listen, bitch, I'll have you know that the last girl that I slept with said I was fucking great. And she was a hooker was and I paid teenager. her a couple hundred bucks, but she said I was the best she'd ever had. It's like, yeah, because you fucking paid her. That, imagine, imagine the concept of a dick pic app, <laughs> and like what what that would do. Like the the fact of guys like, yeah, this is what we've been looking for. The dick pic app. Dick app. Holy shit! Well, fucking yeah. I guess there should be a dick pic app. Man, well, there's got to be. Like, let's be honest. Like the internet being the internet, what it is, it's got to be like a fucking website, like like that, that is like rate my dick or whatever. No, maybe it's maybe it's just called chat roulette. I don't know. No, banana ram. It's, it's called it's called uh, it's 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 called Twitter. <laughs> it's called Twitter. Or maybe, maybe it's called Grinder. I don't know. Grinder. Yeah, yeah. But dude, can you imagine this guy going back to his wife and be like, "Aha! Out of fifty girls, most of them, well, at least some of them said six. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this well, guy is it, isn't that the concept of uh do, do you guys remember that app or like the site called hot or not oh, oh yeah of course man yeah back in the day yeah right right so so that shit was addictive man so i think i think that's still I'm, I'm pretty sure that still exists i wouldn't be surprised if that still exists Why i don't know it, how it's dude? i don't know how it's I like got, i'm gonna fucking do this shit now time to go to jail yeah but i wouldn't be surprised that that's essentially the concept of of this right here right that's crazy all right um one more story alan dude your story okay so a 78 year old woman arrested after trying to kill son with a hammer uh what time is it well police in suzaka nagano prefecture have arrested a 78-year-old woman on suspicion of attempted murder after she hit her 51-year-old son on the back of his head several times with a hammer. Damn. According to police, uh, Nagako uh, Koyanagi, <laughs> got some good names here. Nag yeah. Nagako Koyanagi attacked her son while he was visiting her at her home. At around 6 p.m. Sunday, Sakei Shimbun reported. Police said that the victim was taken to the hospital and, and uh, his injury is not life-threatening. No shit. Yeah. Police I don't know, man. Getting whacked in the back of the head with a hammer. That kind of sucks, man. Even the best of days. I don't know. It's not that bad. She's 78 years old, dude. It's like fucking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Remember fucking like the, the first episode or the first movie and shit where they gave the fucking hammer to grandpa and he's like trying to hit the girl in the head. He's like, 
Oh, okay, okay. hitting her. Yeah, yeah, They're all excited. Yeah, he's like, and he's trying to kill her. Alan, have you seen that movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original? I haven't. I, I, I'm like terrible. I like, I saw, I saw one movie. The one I only remember is, ah, I forget. The one with the chili. No, 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 no. I, I gotta ask a friend about this, but it's like it's like a sleepover camp kind of shit. And then oh, Friday the third. No, no, I don't I don't know if you can remember this. Like it's one yeah, of those B, one of those B, yeah, it's like sleepaway, maybe sleepaway. And it's a B movie, and then by the end of the movie, it's like who's the killer? And then it's like this little girl. It's this little girl. And then it just shows her like carrying, holding a head, and then her dick's showing. And what? It's just, yeah, dude. It was like no, 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 no. It's just like, it doesn't sound like any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just like it was so random because it's like the suspense is building, and it was just so random. It's like the girl's like, eh. and then this like Wang is hanging out below. Yeah, that was Friday I'm the fourteenth. Like, the next day, Jason wakes up. Needless, and he's, ah! <laughs> needless to say, I haven't talked to my friends since. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scarred uh, your fragile little mind. But but um, you know, let me continue. So police right. said Koyanagi has admitted to attacking her son, but has so far given no motive. So why should uh, why would she do it? At 78, she discovered at the end of her life that she had a taste for sweet, sweet blood. <laughs> or the I, I think that's as good. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think that's as good as working theory as we've got, man. Like that's as good as any, right? No, yeah. no, no. I think Ellen's right. She had a taste for sweet, sweet blood, or the motherfucker's like 50 years old and still hasn't cleaned his room. Could I be think both. it's that. Or, no or, or, you know, you, you know what? Maybe, obviously, so she's got a kid. Like, maybe, like, she's getting old and getting dementia. Maybe, like, you know, what is it? Like, her husband was an abusive dick, and now he's dead, but she's getting dementia. She saw him, and she's like, well, the fucker, this is the last time you fucking slap, smack me around. She took a hammer to his head. The, the best part, though, is her husband was also home at the time. And oh, please asking him about any trouble there might be, might have been between the mother and the son. So it's funny because it's, I, it's really random. But I think about my buddy. I, I I come home from university a long, long time ago, and my buddy's sitting on the couch smoking a joint, and I guess like he knocked over the lamp that he didn't notice and the lamp the light bulb was touching the the lamp shade and then like fire was just booming but he was so high that he didn't even notice oh shit yeah so he's lying down he's lying down and he's like he's like uh he's like just enjoying his joint and then like he yeah he just happened to knock over the lamp and he's like the lamp shade touches the light Smoke's billowing in the place. I'm like, dude, you're fucking setting our place on fire. He's like, oh, oh, okay. I put out the fight. He just kept sitting there and smoking his joint the whole time. No, because he was probably sitting there token up, and he was like, yeah, this is some good shit, man. 
Okay, whatever, Tom. But the thing no, is, no, no, he wouldn't even say. It. He was just like he's he's a super chill. He wouldn't even talk. He's just like I couldn't even be. But oh, it's like oh, you're so, gonna handle that. Okay, cool. So you're assuming <laughs> yeah. kind of like the the mom and the dad. The mom and the dad are sitting there and they're watching TV, Netflix. And the son comes home. The son's like, yeah, Katama, I'm home. And the mom's like, yo, you didn't clean the room. Either because the son's still living. He's a parasite. He's still living with the family and shit. And the mom's like, you didn't clean the room. Fuck that. I'm not going to clean my room. And the mom's like, fuck this. She pulls on a hammer. She bashes him in the head. But the father was watching Game of Thrones for the first time. Season two. And he was so deep in that shit. He's like, yo, dude. Fucking, I can't believe they fucking cut off the king's head. This is some fucked up shit. Oh my God, what's going to happen next? I hope that one dude doesn't get his dick cut off. Oh shit. So he's into Game of Thrones and shit. And so basically, yeah, he did not pay attention to the mom beating the son in the head with a hammer. I think I think that's a common story though. I don't think people pay attention <laughs> to people in the family over here in a lot of sense, in a that's, lot of sense. That, that's, that's fair. You know, like Tom, be careful. You got a kid. Yeah. yeah, well, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, the little fucker did to me. He, he picked up my fucking like tablet. He smacked me in the face. He's like, Dad, Dad, smack. I was there like, Oh, motherfucker, dude. I'm going to teach you some manners. Kids beating you up and shit. He's hiding your beers around the house and stuff, dude. You're fucking growing a fucking like Japanese Dennis the Menace right there, dude. You got to be careful. I think pretty much, dude. I think, uh, I think so. Um, is that the Japanese like, uh, side or the American side? That's definitely yeah, you, oh. you think so yeah, you're probably right, man. It's probably not the Japanese side. He's, I think personality wise, I think he's gonna be a bit more like me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, guys, I'll tell you what, man. Can can we do one more, like one more bonus article? I got one that's fucking hilarious. Go for it. Do it. Okay, man. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna bury the lead. I'm not actually gonna read the title. Of this article because you know the headline or whatever because Nick shaving, yeah, but no, 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 no. But like you'll see why. So why? Okay, breaking multiple school rules. Last Friday, the Kanagawa. What the fuck is up with Kanagawa? We had so many wacky stories come out of Kanagawa, and that's where I actually fucking work. It's the new Osaka. Before, back in the day, like ten years ago, Osaka was the most fucked up place in Japan. But now yeah. Kanagawa. It's taking the crown, man. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, Kanagawa's going nuts. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're right, dude, for sure. But um, last Friday, the Kanagawa Prefectural Police's Ma- uh, Matsuda Precinct received a call from Oi, Oi. That's, that's the name of this high school. Oi High School. Oi High School. Oi. Oi. Where do you go to school? Oi. All right, Tom, read on, man. Fucking anyway. wait, dude. Come on. Come on, Tom. Put those vowels together. A male intruder had been spotted in the building, roaming the halls at around 10.30 a.m. That's never a good sign. The intruder had gained access to the building by breaking a window near the main entrance, and after being seen, made his way to the second floor, where he traveled down another hallway roughly 100 meters before hiding in in a woman's employee bathroom that was being refurbished. Breaking into a school and then holding uh, holding up in the ladies' room might sound like the actions of a very disturbed human being, but in this case, there wasn't any malicious malicious depravity at play because the intruder was a 
fucking deer. So maybe, I don't know, man, ladies and gentlemen of the court, perhaps he was a bit, I don't know, horny. But, um, okay, all right, time as as cute as they may be, though, a wild deer is still probably a potentially dangerous animal. And this one, weighing somewhere in the neighborhood of 65 kilograms, 143 pounds, with a 60 centimeter with 60 centimeter antlers, cock. Oh, damn, he was definitely horny. Could cause serious injury to anyone who got in its way, should it panic. After the deer occupied the bathroom, the school staff barricaded the entrance with planks of wood and other materials and contacted the police, who in turn established the help of a local hunting association. Cops and hunters hang out in the hallway while the deer is in the bathroom. You know what? In American schools, we got problems with fucking shootings. But in Japan, it's a little bit different. Yeah, they, they've got the, yeah, let's just say it's very different. Um, <laughs> luckily for the deer, calling the animal wasn't deemed necessary. Instead, the hunting association was able to capture it alive, bind its legs, and then escort it off the conference, uh, campus and release it into the forest. Wow. A little well, more than two hours day, after the report came hunting. in. I'm happy that no students were hurt, said Oi Principal Naoki Hata, since classes were in session at the time. Classes were fucking in session at the time. This is it's wild like fucking... This is fucking. This is wild. Kids were going to fucking school while they're having classes. All of a sudden, go, 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 gal, a fucking deer just gallops down the halls. I would, dude. That's fucking hillbilly shit, dude. You think that shit happens in Texas? <laughs> in Texas, do they even have deer down there? But like, I don't know. Maybe in rural, like I don't know, Tennessee. I can imagine. Maybe. I don't know, man. I've never been to Texas. Sounds like a place where that would fucking happen and shit. You know, they got Houston. Yeah. <clears throat> oh fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more to it, but like I I think you get the picture. I thought it was pretty funny, man. That is a great story, Tom. I fucking love it. And also, and also, remember, there, there's one rule: if Tom goes last, Tom tries to bring an up, uplifting article. So that that's kind of the rule around here. That's pretty uplifting. I agree. Yeah, I think it's pretty uplifting. It is it's funny. Yeah, nobody got hurt. Yeah. I mean. You, you had a story where the fucking like a creature was running around horny and nobody got fucking hurt. That's fucking yeah. good for guy fit in Japan. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, they, they can even slap the fucking disclaimer on it and said, no animals were seriously harmed in the making of this crime. True. Yeah, I got True. a point. Uh-huh. Well, shit. All right. Well, Dembski, I got to say thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Um, it's a great, great pleasure to have you back on Got Fit in Japan. Um, dude, your your city is incredible. And um, I want you to plug all the places, how people can listen to it now and buy it in the future now or buy in the future in the future. Fucking A, dude, this fucking beer. Is in the future, great. in the future. In the future, future, future. future in the future, 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 future. Yes. Yeah. It's quite quite simple. So it'll be uh, whoisdemski.com and then I'm going to have it on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Dembski. Uh, and I'm going to send it to you guys. I'll send you, I'll send you guys the airport song. I'll do a release with you guys. Oh, that'd be of fantastic. That track. Yeah, 100%. And uh yeah, well, uh, we'll do it from there. Everything, all, all those sites. Just look at Dembski. You're either going to see me or my brother. And my brother makes pretty 
solid fucking clothes as well. So oh, cool. You can't cool. go wrong. Can't go wrong with a Dembski. Can't go wrong with a Dembski. Can't go wrong with a Dembski. So that's how is that how you dif- differentiate? So like one's a clothing designer and the other's like you know a musician. Is that how you guys differentiate? Yeah, yeah well, it's mo- usually it's with a beard, right? So usually oh, I, have okay. a, I have a fucking hefty fucking beard going on, but once in a while I got to shave, you know. Got to shave it. So that's fine. How can people support you? I mean, that's where people can listen to the music, but how can people like support you by buying merch or buying CDs or buying something that, I mean, you've got like a record that's coming out. Where, where can they get that? Yeah. So, so I, here, here's the big thing. So I'm going to plug actually, um, I, as you know, more than music, you probably oh, know more than music. Absolutely. Justin's yeah, on. Uh, yeah, Justin's working really hard on making shows in Japan. You know, it's been a really hard couple months for him and uh, stuff like that. So couple. We're going to come. <laughs> it's been a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, since the relaunch kind of thing. And yeah. we're going to come back really strong. We're going to we're gonna do some fucking amazing shows. Hell yeah. That's the best place to do it. And no matter what. Um, as much as I want to promote me, I want to promote music as much as possible because talk about an industry that's fucking dying and we got to fucking save it. And that's what I want to do. Awesome. So uh, we're going to do it through more than music. We're going to sell some good shit. We're going to have some fucking crazy artists and we're going to fucking build a community again where we're not fucking you know, elbow pumping each other and we're fucking hugging each other. That's what I want to, that's what I fucking want, you know, so. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you guys start organizing those events. Me and Tom are going to be the first ones in line to support you guys, buy merchandise and fucking buy a drink at the bar. Right, Tom? I agree. I'm giving a thumbs up. That's a gnarly thumb, by the way. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah, it's fucking... uh, Holy shit. But anyway, dude, that is fucking awesome, man. We completely support you 110%. Faders, all you faders out there, definitely support Dembski, dude. Fucking go into the show notes and check out his sites. Listen to his music, buy his music, buy his merch and stuff. Dude, we're we're there. We're doing the same thing. Fucking we practice what we preach. We always buy merchandise from fucking all of our artists that are on the show and stuff. And um, yeah, Dude, fucking, it's so awesome for you to be on the show, dude. We really, really appreciate you taking the time and getting faded with us. I mean, Tom and I are kind of drunk. Actually, we're pretty drunk, and we hope that you're as drunk as we are. I'm pretty hammed. pretty hammed. hammered. Hammered? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I, I, this man was drinking whiskey straight, so I, I, think, I think he's pretty toasty. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Can, yeah, dude, he's doing good, man. Place, dude. Fucking, I would love to have some of that. I've been drinking these beers all night. But, um, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, fucking A, dude. It's fucking great. And uh, once again, the name of your CD, EP, that's coming out is? Uh, Tell Me About the World. And that will be out soon. And it's going to be a fucking big one. It's going to be a lot of awesome. I'm working with, I got some good videos coming out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. You got videos coming yeah. out too, man. Dude, your songs are so fucking dope, dude. I'm fucking so stoked, dude. That's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, dude. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks, man. 
It's so great. I mean, your music is so inspirational and it's meant so much to fucking me and Tom and a lot of people and stuff. And to actually have you here again and stuff, you know, to get fucking faded with us. It's, it's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Right on, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It, it really means a lot to me, too, as well. Oh, sure. stop it, you bastard. <laughs> Faders, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got uh, we've got all sorts of stuff. We've got Patreon. Go to that to support the show. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, write something groovy. That's so cool if you can. Um, and if you can't, that's all good, too. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Tom, you got anything to say? Nah, man. Uh, other than that, uh, check, also check Dembski out, of, of course, and also check us out. Uh, we got uh, Facebook, which is free, and if uh, you're feeling generous, uh, hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> Gotta give that shameless plug there. That's awesome. Somebody wasn't paying attention, but that's okay. That's okay. That's all good. <laughs> I had to say it again. It had to be said. It had to be said again, dude. Fucking is so good. It had to be said again. I like that. I like that. All right. Faders, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Something else we have in common.
her a goddamn shit so convince her. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.